You are listening to Reach MD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. And the truth is, medicine is a service industry, not a business. But how many of us doctors consider our patients' expectations with regard to service excellence? And what happens when we strive to exceed those expectations? Our guest today, Dr. Victor Marks, is going to help us understand how a focus on service can help create more successful and happier practices. Welcome to the Clinician Roundtable. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, your host, and with us today is Dr. Victor Marks, Mohs Surgeon at the Geisinger Medical Center in Danville, Pennsylvania. Victor has another hat he wears, and that is as an advocate of service excellence in medicine. Welcome, Victor. Thanks, Michael. Uh, Victor, you know, hanging around doctor's lounges, you don't hear the term service excellence a lot these days. So the first thing I want to know before we even discuss it is, how did you become personally attracted to this concept? There's got to be a good story here. Yeah, you know, I was asked by one of our vice presidents to sit in on a service retreat, and I wasn't sure why he asked me to do so until he indicated that after the retreat, he wanted me to present this concept to the medical staff. And that's when I realized why I was getting involved. I think he didn't really didn't want to stick his neck out. And I think he probably recognized that I provided pretty decent service to people. We were trying to recharge or re-energize the organization around this concept of service excellence, and needed someone to present it to the medical staff. And so I did so. And what was really amazing was the response that I got from the doctors. You know, I expected sort of oh-hum or ho-hum or, you know, they wouldn't listen. I got phone calls. I got emails. I got people stopping me in the hall saying, you know, it's about time we're focusing on that. So that really energized me. Well, I think that's nice. You got guys back in touch with the reason why they became doctors. So I have this excellent paper you wrote uh, in Seminars in Cutaneous Medicine and Surgery, which people can look up back in 2004. And you talk about 10 principles of service excellence, all right? Right. And principle one is we work in a service industry. Talk about this. You know, it's actually very interesting when you talk to people about, or actually just just talking to other healthcare professionals about what it is we do. People don't really think about healthcare as service. They think about it as a job. But, you know, if you think about it, we really produce no goods. So we're not a manufacturing industry, and we don't grow anything, so we're not agrarian. Really, all we do is to serve other people. So we're a pure service industry. In fact, we're the largest service industry in the world. So if we're a service industry, we've got to give great service. We should strive toward that. That's your second principle. We should look toward that. Well, yeah, if you think about it, if all we do is provide service, we want other people to choose us, right, for their care. If all we do is provide service, they're going to choose us based on whether or not they believe we provide the best in what it is we do, and that is to provide service. They're going to choose us based on whether they think we provide the best service. So that's what we need to strive to do, to provide the best service. And what that means is to provide service that stands out from the rest. Isn't somebody going to look for us because we provide the best care or results? Don't, don't patients look for that also? Yeah, but think about that. How do they evaluate the care we provide? You know, patients are very, very naive when it comes to the standpoint of technical aspects of what it is we do. They really don't know what lies behind what we do. So they assume that we're providing good technical care. They judge us based on the care they perceive that we're providing. And that's really a service concept. It's the care that they perceive that we're providing. They assume that we know what we're doing. They make that judgment based on assumptions and perceptions that they make as they receive that service from us. How do we look at this? How do we, what, do we look at, like, okay, 
we're giving great service, or do we want to exceed? This here's, is your principal for it. People are bombarded day in and day out with uh, experiences. And what is it that you remember? And I'm not just talking about healthcare, about anything as you go throughout life. You can't remember all of the experiences that you encounter. So, for example, just to take it out of healthcare, if you're driving down the road, you know, you just sort of zone out, right? Maybe you drive for 15, 20 minutes until someone pulls out in front of you and you screech the brakes and your adrenaline rushes. And you go home and you tell someone about that experience, right? That was something that sort of stood out. It was something that you did not expect. You go to a movie. What is it that you remember? You remember the scenes that you didn't expect, the things that were just vivid as opposed to those things that you might have expected or that didn't make an impression on you. And so it is with any service that you receive. You remember the things that stand out, the things that are exceptional, or the things that are very poor. You remember waiting an hour and a half, right? You don't remember that you only waited five minutes because you waited five or ten minutes. That's something you expected. If you waited an hour and a half and you get angry, you remember that. So it is with good service. If someone does something very exceptional for you, you remember that. So we should be looking to what our patient's expectations are, according to your principle four, and exceeding these. And strive to exceed those expectations, not only us, but our staff. And that's a very important concept to get across to your staff, that we're not just here to serve people well. We're here to serve them in a way that is so extraordinary that they remember the care that they've received from us. Okay, and we have to remember for a moment that we're listening to Reach MD XM 233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, your host, and with us today is Dr. Victor Marks from Geisinger Medical Center in Danville, Pennsylvania, and we're talking about service excellence. So your motto is here in your paper, a satisfied customer isn't enough. Yeah, that was actually a quote from an article written by a guy named Thomas Stewart. And what he was describing was the difference from a business perspective. And we're talking about, you know, just let's talk about it from a business perspective. And I'm going to use the word customer, although I know doctors hate that word, and I don't like it either. But think about patient as a customer, someone who chooses your service. Well, I think it's okay to think about that because even though we're offering care, we still have to pay the bills. Correct. And you've got to balance both of those. Right. And Stuart talks about the difference from a business perspective between loyal and satisfied customers. And what he described in his paper was a finding that 80% of customers who describe themselves as satisfied, okay, 80% of customers who describe themselves as satisfied indicated that they would switch to a competitor if the competitor were simply more convenient. So that's where you get the phrase, a satisfied customer isn't enough, because satisfied customers or satisfied patients will leave if someone is more convenient. On the other hand, there's the concept of loyalty, and that's what we need to strive for. Another excellent book by a fellow named Friedrich Reichelt was called The Loyalty Effect. And in that, he described the difference between loyalty and just simple satisfaction. Loyal customers are those who will stick with you through thick and thin, you know, if you, even with a th- service shortfall or an inconvenience, they'll come back to you because they're loyal to you. Also, they're more likely to amplify your business by telling friends and family about the service that they receive. Patients or customers who are satisfied don't go out and talk about it. But patients who receive an exceptional experience become loyal and they tell others, thereby amplifying their effect. And how do you get loyalty? Loyalty comes from exceptional service. On the other hand, let me talk a little bit about disloyal patients or patients who are likely not to come back. What's the number one reason that patients don't come back? Number one reason that patients are not satisfied. It's a perceived disinterest 
on the part of the team that's caring for them. Not that they receive poor service, but just that the patient, the people who are caring for them appear disinterested. They weren't engaged. You know, the feeling of, you hear patients say, I'm just a number or I'm just next in line. Or he doesn't care about me. Or he doesn't me. care about me. You know, it's not that he doesn't care. He doesn't care about me. I, I guess what I'm saying is that satisfaction does not equal loyalty. On the other hand, people sense when they're being treated as individuals. And when people are being treated as individuals, as something special or someone special, that leads to loyalty. And what the person feels inside is, you know, he cares about me and my problems. Well, you get instant feedback on that, at least in my practice. I I always feel amazingly great when the patient who is in an HMO and I'm not part of it comes to me and pays anyway because they'd rather have my service. Isn't it amazing? Hotel chains understand this as well. You know, the very high-end hotel chains where you get exceptional service, people will pay a premium for those right, I was because like, they're being treated well. I always like the more towels at those hotels. Yeah, <laughs> more towels, larger towels, more towels better larger soap, towels. right? Exactly. Yeah. But you pay right. for it. Okay. So yeah. we want to create patients who are loyal, and not just for the bottom line. I think just for the, the really good feeling at the end of the day that you saw a bunch of people who really came to you because they like you. You know, it works on all levels, doesn't it? All right. Principle number five. We have let me let me let me oh. talk a little bit more about four. Okay, keep going that, on four. That really is the crux of all of this. You know, and how do you get to that? We talked about the fact that you want to get to the point where patients think he cares about me and my problems. The real question is, how do you convey that? And that's where the rubber meets the road. You know, you may really care about somebody, but if you don't if you don't convey that, they don't perceive it and you don't get the effect. Right? So how do you do it? Well, just one tip is start what I call the encounter person-to-person, not person-to-disease or not person-to-problem, but person-to-person. And what do I mean by that? When you enter the room, enter the room with a quiet confidence, with a warmth, with energy, and with a smile. You know, sometimes doctors knock on the door and they sort of walk in and they're looking at the chart. And they walk over to the computer and say, well, you know, what brings you in? That's different from walking into a room with an energy and a smile and walking over and saying, hi, Mr. Jones, I'm, you know, I'm Dr. Greenberg. It's great to have you here. How, how can I help you? You know, that's a totally different experience. And you touch them with a handshake. That's totally different. And some people have that naturally and others don't. But those who even don't have those skills naturally can learn them. In other words, what I'm talking about is preparing your entrance. Nurses can do the same thing. When a nurse goes to a waiting room, and she calls a patient's name, she might call Mr. Smith, there are a couple of ways to handle that. She can stand there and wait for Mr. Smith to walk across the room and then just begin to walk down the hall and have Mr. Smith follow her. Or she can call Mr. Smith's name, and as he begins to get up from the chair, she walks over, she introduces herself as Pam, she shakes his hand, she takes him by the elbow and walks him down the hall. Just think of the difference in those two experiences from the standpoint of person-to-person contact. How did you know my nurse's name was Pam? (laughs) (laughs) Pam's the one I usually use when Uh, I give this example. Is she really? Yeah. But let's be honest about this. Sometimes you're tired, right? Yeah. And sometimes you don't want to see the next patient. You know, at 8 o'clock or 8.30 in the morning, I'm excited to be there. At 3.30 in the afternoon or 4.30 in the afternoon or 5.30 in the afternoon when I've seen 30 or 40 patients and I'm tired, I may not really want to see that next patient. But you can't show that. So what, you know, do, you, what, what do you fake it till you make it? Or, uh, yep, you betcha. Yeah. You know what? You walk in there with an energy and a smile and you walk up and you say, Mr. Smith, I am so glad to see you. 
you know what? You may not feel it inside, but that's your problem. That's not Mr. Smith's problem. He deserves the best from you. It's like an actor going on stage. Some nights they don't want to do the play, but there's an audience out there. You know, I mean, this may not sound authentic to you, but it's reality. And I think we have to be willing to admit that, that sometimes we have to rise above our internal feelings. And sometimes, you know, we've, we've gotten to the office and we've had an argument with our spouse, you know, or whatever. We don't feel well. That's our problem. That's not the patient's problem. That is our problem. I want to thank Dr. Victor Marks, who's been with us today, sharing insights into the concept of service excellence, something we don't often consider, but in my opinion, should be the keystone of our profession. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMDXM233, the channel for medical professionals. ReachMDXM is here for you, the physicians who care for your patients. Tell us what you want and need. Send your email to xm at reachmd.com. And thanks for listening.